This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you by going to patreon.com slash says who and supporting at a dollar at two dollars where you get a sticker at five dollars where you get bonus content at ten dollars where you get a pen at twenty five dollars where you get books at fifty dollars where you get an ad or at a billion trillion dollars where you get us to fly us around in the jet that we bought with your billion trillion dollars patreon.com slash says who Thank you. Come to Pod X May 31st through June 2nd in Nashville, Tennessee, where you will see me and Maureen and a whole bunch of other amazing podcasters because it is the place to be if you like podcasts. Go to podx.com slash says who for 10% off your tickets. Hey, Maureen, are you there? Yep. What? I'm Are you here. there? Yes. Okay. You're you're whisper you're whispering. Yes. Shh, shh, shh. You got to keep it down. Okay, we need to Yeah. We need Why are you whispering? It's time to do the podcast. Um This is Why are you whispering? She's asleep. Who? The puppy. Is the asleep. pup and you're going to just whisper you're going to whisper. Shh. Be, this is going to work. This is this a good is, plan. This is not going to work. Of course this it's a, going to work. This is a terrible plan. If Trump can be president, I can do this. That seems like a low bar. I got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a coping strategy. <laughs> I'm I, Maureen Jones. And I am Dan Sinker. And Maureen... Hmm? There is an odd sound behind you. What, traffic? No, it sounds like you've got, like, are you accidentally sitting on a squeaky toy every three seconds? Check. I don't think so. Oh, I think I know what you mean. You mean that kind yes. of little yipping sound? Yes. Oh, well, that, Dan, is a puppy. <laughs> puppy! Yeah. Hi, says Huvia. We have a new resident. Her name is Dexy. Now, Dan, can I just talk about my life for a second? Please. Uh, first of all, I want to assure any listeners who may be concerned about the yipping sounds that this puppy is in some kind of distress. She is, in <laughs> fact, not. Um, she is exhausted because we just played. She's overtired. But she hears me talking. Uh, she is currently in a. So she's got a giant. <laughs> I know. Listen to that. <laughs> what did you do? It's entirely possible I'm going to have to take this computer and sit in the playpen <laughs> because that is how I get her to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, we may I be relocating this. to the playpen. All right, come on, because I come on. We're taking the computer. Come on, we're all going oh, to the playpen. We're pen. all going. Come on, everybody. So excited. Dexy says, "Who is coming?" Oh. Sweetheart, sweetheart. Do you hear the calming music? Now I'm stepping oh. over a playpen while holding a mic and a computer. What could go wrong? Man. This is fine. Oh, uh, this is this is a new format for us called. Pup oh God damn it! I can't. It's too short. This okay. Here we go. I'm coming, Dexy. I'm holding a microphone like I'm some kind of weird old timey war reporter. Hi, honey. Okay, now I'm in the playpen. All right. Now you Puppy may hear cast. you may hear relaxing music in the background. I like it. That is her soothing music that I play for her, which I will turn off. Hello, my love. Come here now. 
Now I'm here. Now we can calm down. Okay. We're not going to chew the cords. I know. That's Uncle Dan. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Hello. Okay, my love. Oh. No, no, no. Get your teeth out. Teeth out. Teeth out. Okay, this now is going to be very dramatic when you just cut off because she is bit through the cord. Okay, we're going to turn off the spa music. I don't know if you can hear it. The kind of relaxing fluty sounds. <laughs> I'll just turn it. It's kind of... Oh. Oh. Are you relaxed, Sasu? Hello. Hi, we're all in here with a puppy. Puppy cast. Hi there, everyone. Are you having a stressful day? Well, now we're in a playpen with a puppy. That's right. A playpen with a puppy. Sitting on a pile of towels and blankets and pillows. Oh, the puppy's nibbling at the at the microphone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Turn off that for that. Um, the puppy is in front. This so, is going to go well. Look, this is how it is. Sisu, this remember, this is life. Um, here, there you go, sweetheart. Okay, honey, we're not going to chew that. You are tired, my dove. Um, so the puppy playpen is a very wonderful thing. Uh, so I, I, to explain, as you know, uh, I've mentioned our beautiful Zelda. She passed away in February, and we did not get a dog right away. You know, we kind of were. You know, giving time for her and also, you know, for ourselves because we hadn't been able to do a lot because she had been sick. And so yeah. I traveled a lot, Dan. I was traveling pretty much every week. Uh, you, were, you were all go, no slow for two months. Yeah, it was three times to Florida. Then there was Toronto. There was uh, Chicago. Chicago. There was a couple times to Philadelphia and then surprise and then a full week in California, which I just returned from. Yep. And then a surprise full week in Philadelphia. Right. Oh, that's right. Jesus. Uh, my father had a, a cardiac incident and it was real serious. Holy um, cow. It How was, is he? Uh, he is fine. So we had a kind of dramatic week last night. I mean, he had a procedure last Monday in which they said basically if we don't do something about your arteries right now, you don't have long to live. So they they immediately admitted him. And the next day they did a um, stent procedure on some arteries. And then he stayed and then he was admitted this whole time. Holy and then cow. he rested for they had him resting for two days. And then on Friday morning, they did a second procedure and they stented some. Uh, these were some vein grafts from a quadruple bypass he had in 1992, which oh, was a little man. trickier and a little more risky. Uh, but he came through it just fine. Like, wow. he came through it fine. And they have reopened all of these major vessels that were, they were like, we don't really know how he was up walking around, which to be honest, he wasn't really much because he was just sleeping all the time. So they have now um, opened all of these vessels and his skin color immediately changed. And so I was in Philadelphia the whole week. Did I mention, Dan, that I basically have to write this book in like now 10 days? You have. You've so, mentioned it enough that I am personally very stressed out about your book deadline. Listen, Dan, I've written a lot of books and that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, so, so I was down in Philly, you know, I had... I had packed just to go to East for Easter and from through Monday morning because I knew he was having the procedure. So I had like one pair of pants and three pairs of underwear. You know, like I just didn't have a lot with me. So you were wearing a lot of Philadelphia tourist tees that you could get five for 10 bucks at the Walgreens. It was just washing. I was like, well, I've washed my clothes. Time to wash them. And just uh, dressed in Wawa wrapping. I, there was a lot of Wawa. Um, let's just say that I was not really expecting those yoga, those, these soft yoga harem pants that I often sleep in. I did not expect to wear them four days in a row to the mm. hospital where apparently they look like scrubs. So some people thought I was a nurse. Oh, perfect. And, and Dan, I do have fantasies of being a nurse. So when people started asking me medical questions, I'm not saying that the line between fantasy and reality got blurry for me. Um, I am saying that, Dan. So I got home to New York at 10 p.m. Friday night. I woke up early Saturday morning. 
because we had before all this happened kind of started making inquiries into the puppy yeah and they wrote to me in the middle of last week like hey this puppy is available when do you want to meet her thursday night i was like i can't i'm in the hospital with my father and they were like okay how about saturday morning and i was like oh i guess so so dan this is the scene I have to get back to New York on. Oh yes, hello. Someone is, is. She's awake. She's chewing on a toy. She's very good. She's struggling. She's trying to stay awake. She's she's going to lose Dan. Um, there was a tremendous storm. I get to uh, the train station at nine o'clock at night, and I'm like, I have a ticket for a train, and they said there are no trains because oh, no. all of the signals are down. And so I ran over to the Amtrak. Oh. Now she's curled up in my lap. Oh, and the boy. The eyes are starting to close. Aww. The eyes are starting to close. Um, the Amtrak window was closed, but I kind of pressed my face up against it. And this guy's like, I am off duty. Amtrak is no longer paying me. But I think I must have looked like that cat from the Just Hang In There poster. Because <laughs> he's like, what is it? And I'm like, no train. Only one train. Acela. Can please be on Acela? And he just looked at me and he's like, give me your ticket. So I gave him the ticket and then he just did something. He's like, here, I put you on the Acela. I didn't even charge you. Wow. He was and a he, little Amtrak angel. Kind of. So I got, she just turned on my computer. Okay, honey. No, don't put your head there. Um, We're learning a lot, Dan. We're learning together. So Dan, I, do you mind me telling this story? You I, and Sotovia? I, okay. I am, we're all locked in, Maureen. So, Dan, I get on this Acela. I run back in. Saturday morning, I fly through the house, tucking cords away, cleaning floors, just in case. Oh, because they're coming. Oh, okay. You're going there, but just in case you come the, back with yeah. a. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but like I mopped the floor. I vacuumed and mopped the floor. I tucked cords. I moved. Like, I am moving at a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're just going to go and have this meeting. But then we go and we had arranged a one o'clock meeting and they come out and her name was Pixie at the time. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is Pixie. And in their arms is if you can, I've posted pictures of her, this tiny chocolatey brindle pocket who is just, you hold her and she kisses you immediately and says, hi, hi there. I love you. And we looked at each other, Oscar and I, after about 30 seconds and said, yep. So as of 1.45 that day, once we'd completed the paperwork and she got one more shot, we were suddenly carrying a puppy. Oh my goodness gracious. And Dan, you know, it. this is kind of weird to talk about, but in that time that between our girls passing and this Saturday morning, I had suddenly been able to do things that I had not been able to do in a long time, like yeah. have unbroken, well, relatively unbroken periods of concentration. I'd been able to just do stuff, get on planes. Like I hadn't been able to do that stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it stopped instantly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Puppies are super chill. She is, so uh, when Zelda was little, she was a very quiet puppy. I mean, she was oh. still a puppy, but she was kind of just, she just liked to sit on your lap and nap. Oh, that is a rarity. Yeah, she was a napper. Uh, little Dexie is a pocket rocket. <laughs> Zelda learned to get off the bed by gently... Fearfully out over the course of a week, sliding down off the bedspread. Mm -hmm. Dexie, within a day, just said, fuck this shit. And she just went, <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. And all she took off from a standing position, all four paws went in all directions. <laughs> I just suddenly see this puppy launch herself oh airborne. And fortunately, we have really fluffy carpets because then she just went poof, and then she kind of rolled and then shook and then just trotted off. And I was yeah. like, all right. 
So, uh... I remember when our dog, who is now six, I think? Five. Six. Five or six. We'll go with that. Uh, when she was a puppy, she would uh, lay on her bed and in wait in the morning for people to walk into the living room, at which point she would launch at you at a thousand miles an hour and attack the like cuffs of your pants mm-hmm. to the point that all of us had holes in the cuffs of our pants for like the month that that was her thing. And I, I remember at one point our son came out and he was much shorter than he is now. Today's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Dan, son. 14 years old, which is oh my bananas. God. But uh, he was much smaller and she would attack his uh, legs. And then because she could reach it, she would jump up and hang from the like hem of his shirt, the bottom of his shirt. Puppies are something, Maureen. This one, yeah, I mean, we discovered, so we had heard from the uh, rescue that she sleeps through the night, and they were not joking. The first wow. night she was here, she got tired around 9.30. We both got into bed because we were exhausted, and we just kind of set her between us. She was like, right between our heads on the pillow, and we were like, we'll put her in the crate in a minute, but, and then we just both fell asleep. And when we woke up <laughs> in the next morning, she was still there, and she had shifted position, but she was still exactly where she was she wow. was asleep with her head on my neck like wow. I, I know that various courses during the night she slept with her face on my cheek um uh. so she just gets into bed with us climbs under the blanket curls up and goes to sleep wow yeah what they didn't tell you is she sleeps through the night because she runs for 12 hours a day this is what we're doing i mean i will say when she wakes up <laughs> she wakes up ready like we were not used to she sproined and the thing is she's puppy playing so she goes for the face yeah like she's like hi i want to bite your nose and you're like ah, my eye <laughs> and that was completely unexpected i was asleep and oscar put her down uh, on the bed like want to say oh and then the next thing he hears me going is oh god oh my my hair my head and so um because she just goes for it <laughs> within that i was like well we're starting training today and within a day i had taught her to sit and I could wow. and just break one when she goes into like cookie puppy turbo mode. Yeah. I just say sit and she sits. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now just you are still sitting in the puppy playpen with a sleeping puppy on your lap right now? She is. So I have my knees kind of up. You know, when uh-huh. you kind of sit with your knees tucked up. And she's sleeping under my knees, like oh my, my knees goodness. are like a little roof. Oh, my goodness gracious. And she's got her little butt up against my one leg. Um, so this Aww. this puppy playpen is, it's you know those pop-up hampers? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those. But they make them so that they're like five feet it's, across. Wow. With a little, with, yeah. It, it's the same concept as the pop-up hamper. It looks like the exact same material, but they have kind of mesh sides and a mesh door. And you has a zip-on mesh roof for when she's bigger. Wow, and a puppy's razor teeth isn't just cutting that mesh to shreds? Oh, well, she's trying, Dan. Okay. And I, it's lined with towels and puppy blankets and a bed, so a big soft bed. So it's just all soft. So if you hear her yipping in here at any point, she's in a completely soft, bouncy castle made of <laughs> bl- like fully lined with a uh. thick layer of like of a buttery soft felty blanket and mush this must be very conducive to getting a book done dan Mm -hmm. is that a yes i mean yes well it has to be you know dan that's the thing about life is that it demands to be lived How did, does your editor know yet? She does know. <laughs> how did that I, go? <laughs> she was very happy for me. I mean, I because she knew how, you know what? She knew how we felt. Right. And There's so that. I think she understood that. And I think after stuff happened last week and it all happened so quick that I was like, 
there's no point in waiting on anything. Like, it, yeah, you know, totally. yeah. So, uh, it, no, it's not. I mean, we had been sort of planning to wait until June. Right. So that we, you know, I have finished the book. We did some other stuff. We got a trip to England and to see Oscar's family. Uh, but uh, here we are, Dan, and I'm sitting in a puppy playpen. Tonight we start puppy kindergarten. Oh, my. She we already went to the vet yesterday and had her puppy checkup, which she did great. Oh. Yeah, and she's smart. I mean, learning to sit in a day. There you go. I'm a pretty good puppy trainer, Dan. <laughs> I'm real calm. <laughs> I am. I, okay. I, I am. I will just repeat the same action very nope 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 yes nope nope see that Dan? i got it yeah you got and it so she's she's sort of on a phase of awake for an hour and a half asleep for an hour and a half awake for an hour so that yeah. is how i'm running the day dan <laughs> perfect what could go wrong honestly there are worse ways to write a book because you kind of do things in spells anyway so if you do a solid hour and then you get up and move around and do another solid hour. That's not a terrible system. No, sure. Seems great. Dan, are you yes. making fun of me? I'm not. I, I am genuinely very, very happy for you. And that is a very, very adorable dog. I mean, she's great. I I'm just one day would like to know how your trilogy ends. That's all. I will get this done, Dan. You know why? Because I have systems now. Am I hiring a puppy babysitter? Yes, I am. Yeah, that seems like a key there. Yeah, I'm going to get, I mean, I just realized that today. I was like, I woke up at, you know, when she wakes up at 530 and I kind of looked at the ceiling and went, you got to get that babysitter in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you need like a live-in puppy nanny for a couple weeks. You can get those. I bet you can. New York City, you can get anything. Yeah, and uh, it, it, and uh, luckily also everyone in my building who's ever met her is like, can I come up and see her? Aww. So it turns out there's no shortage of people that want to come see her. So if you're listening, uh, I am filling slots for the entire month of May. <laughs> uh, serious inquiries only. Aww. You just need to know that she's nibbler and we're working on that. And we're going to work on that in kindergarten tonight. But Dexy is the newest resident of our town. My goodness. Dan, My goodness. I've done a lot of talking. I just want to know. Uh, I also just really sadly realized that my coffee is in the other room. Oof. I'm rubbing my forehead, Dan. Now, the... what do you think the chances are I can stand up? Mm, zero. Oh, I can get up. I'm going to get up, Dan. Okay, says Sylvia, we're going to oh slowly, boy. we're going to, what? I've also got a laptop computer I have to move. Okay, we can do this, everybody. <laughs> is this good podcasting? I don't this think is it great is. podcasting. Oh, she's, okay. Oh, this is like playing Twister with a puppy. Oh, God. And a computer. Oh, God. Okay, this here we seems go. Seems like a bad idea. I'm going to do this. Mm. I've achieved the impossible before. Okay, here we go, guys. Mm. I'm going to give it till you start talking in the other room for her to start yipping again. And we're out. Let's go over here. Okay, here we go. We're going to turn on the plinky, plinky music again in that room. <laughs> okay. I did it, you guys. Mm, See, everything's give fine. It, give it a minute. Shut up, Dan. Why don't you talk <laughs> for a bit? I don't have anything like a new puppy. I have an old puppy. Today's my old puppy's 14th birthday. <gasps> he's actually a human. <sighs> it's wild. This one's hitting. Both Janice and I were commenting on how this one really... That's a long time. For some reason, it hits more than 13. But, um, yeah, four, like I remember being 14. Yeah. That's, a, that's an age. Has this anyway. one got you in the balls, Dan? Whoa. I, I mean, I don't know about that. Dan, I'm real tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's a moment to reflect. It's been uh, it's been a good run. He's a, I good, may, he's a good kid. I may say stuff that's not appropriate, Dan, because my thoughts are not entirely in order. <laughs> well, perfect. 
Uh, it's good though, Maureen. You know what? This is exactly what this moment in time needed was a new puppy. I think so too. We are in such a weird, like we talked about this last week. We are in this weird lull period, right? Like it is, we are post Mueller report. But we are absolutely in this sort of like trough of what the fuck comes next, um, where everyone's sort of doing stuff like it occurred to me, Maureen, this past weekend with um, the Avengers Endgame movie and the Game of Thrones episode that we had two gigantic shared cultural moments Mm. in one weekend Mm -hmm. uninterrupted by Trump shittery. And when was the last time that happened? Never? Like, things are starting to come through the, like, shit force field that's around us. (sighs) It feels real risky you saying that, Dan. Well, I mean, it won't it won't last. And it's not necessarily for a good reason, but it is. So yesterday when I was starting to kind of think about notes for this episode, I was like, I just like I distinctly feel like less is happening than normal. And I actually. I reached, oh, Dan, what are you I doing? I know I'm I'm jinxing <sighs> us all, but it's worth it's worth if this if this podcast is about anything, it's about m- m- moments in time that we can look back on at least and say that was in fact a moment of time. I reached out to Matt Kiefer, who does the "What the Fuck Just Happened Today" site mm-hmm. um, that has been you know churning on a daily basis all the Trump shittery because I was like I maybe I'm just perceiving this wrong. Like I'm super busy, so I'm a little bit more focused on on work stuff and things like that than than Trump stuff. Maybe it's just me. So I actually DM'd him yesterday and I said, you know, you follow this way closer than I do. It feels like we're in a lull. Am I wrong? And he wrote back and he's like, no, definitely. I w- he, he was like, I was starting to write a an entry for today that said nothing happened today. And then Rod Rodstein announced that he was retiring. But um. But he was like, yeah, we are in we are in uncharted territory. We are in a spot where things are slower. Not that things aren't happening, not that things are are gone. And certainly you have at least one functioning shitbag in the government and Stephen Miller, who's still going whole hog ahead. But it feels weird and different. Mm, you know what it feels like to me, Dan? Do you ever feel the hours before a hurricane hits? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it is that. You know, it's the calm. Like, there's definitely a calm before the storm. Like, Trump is not chilling. Like, he is oh, no. fucking furious. But he's furious in a in a getting an army together to attack. Right? <laughs> like, that's, mm-hmm. like, he's not moving forward on anything except for saving his own ass. And it seems like most of his administration is deep, either deeply invested in protecting him or deeply invested in protecting themselves. I'm one of those people that's always more worried by quiet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would, I, it, it, it is not, I'm not saying like, Oh, this is a great moment. Aren't you? It's just different. Like it's just a like that. I have not actually looked at his tweets when I wake up in the morning for days now. This is, I think, what it used to feel like, where you could actually function in the world and not constantly think about the way the president was trying to fuck everything up. Mm. And it's it's all right. but but you know it has this giant caveat of like well it's not like this is not going to last because the calm is absolutely a calm before a storm we just don't quite know what form the storm is going to take this is a man who 
his currency is revenge and pain. Mm-hmm. And he's going to spend it soon. But right now, like right now, we are in this weird moment. And they are playing 100% defense right now. They are... Every lawyer that has been willing to work for them is like working overtime now. You've got... So you have uh, the House has been issuing subpoenas left and right. Um, They Trump's personal attorneys have sued the oversight committee over the their subpoena of Trump's accounting firm. Mm -hmm. You've got the White House saying that it's going to fight the subpoena of former White House counsel Don McGahn, who's supposed to testify to the Judiciary Committee. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got. The White House Personnel Security Director, Carl Klein, might be held in contempt of Congress because he did not show up at a hearing uh, that was investigating lapses in the White House security clearance procedures. You have uh, William Barr is supposed to appear in front of, I believe, the Judiciary Committee this Thursday, and he's now starting to say that he might not show up, and they're starting to say that they may end up subpoenaing him. Um, You know, you've got Trump calling up the Washington Post to explain that he doesn't, quote, there is no reason to go any further, and especially in Congress where it's very partisan. Um, Like, you've just got this super wild moment like they are doing everything they can to stop any more investigations um and yet more and more investigations are are going you've got the treasury department that it won't give um the ways and means committee trump's tax returns even though they they have requested them you know uh steven munchen now saying that they'll come to a decision on may 6th but they've already blown off the original deadline which was last week i like the way you said that because it almost sounded like um like the moomin like that little (laughs) danish go on and then you've got last night it's all right you've got last night the new york times reporting that Trump, fucking Ivanka, Dojo, and Eric, and the Trump Organization is suing Capital One and Deutsche Bank in order to stop them from supplying subpoenaed financial records to the House Financial Services and Intelligence Committee. Dan. Dan. Yeah. I, like you, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Correct. I did early on and i probably will at some point go back and maybe try to watch the whole thing yeah i um gave up at some point when a a red witch appeared in a cave yeah and um, and then i i melisandre i believe is her name and i don't know like the show i for some reason it lost me this is my issue with game of thrones cuz i like fucking wizards and dragons and shit it's just real rapey. It's real rapey, and that's that really is a real rapey show. And there's just a point where it's like, I can't. This is not how I want to spend my time. It was the rapiness, and I don't know what was happening around that episode. I because that's just sort of the last point I remember. But yeah. the predominant feeling in my mind was, it's a little rapey, and I don't. I don't feel. I just. My my first exposure to Game of Thrones, I was flying on um, Virgin America, mm-hmm. the airline. They uh, they got bought by Alaska Airlines now, right? Like they aren't a real airline anymore. I don't Unfortunately, think. no, because they were great. Yeah, and I I had it was I was flying out to San Francisco. It was I had not kind of thought through my purchase. It was a very last minute uh, work flight, and I ended up in a seat that had free TV. Like you could choose like, you know, anything they had available. You could just watch. You didn't have to pay to watch anything. I don't know if that's normal because I don't normally fly that airline. Anyway, this was a number of years ago and they had season one episodes one and two of Game of Thrones. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I've heard this show's great. I'm going to check it out. And within Five minutes, I was like, I am a dude watching porn on an airplane. 
And I had to shut that shit down. But again, like, I don't want to, this is no slam to any Game of Thrones fans because I also liked it. And um, I will probably go back and, so what were we saying? So Game of Thrones, big, this is its final season. There was a big battle. Also, Avengers Endgame came out and I didn't see that yet. I don't know if you saw it. I saw it Saturday night. So what we have here, I just want to say is that we have two giant cultural signposts one in its final season doing some of its final battles and the other literally is called end game yeah as we move into as you're like it's real quiet and it feels like we're dan the signs could not be clearer <laughs> <laughs> it's literally called end game yeah everybody's like oh we had a quiet weeding and me- weekend in which we were only talking about battles and end games <laughs> <laughs> we were only we were only kind of watching things with bated breath seeing if our favorites were killed off. Yes. So I feel like the universe is telling us what times these are. Welcome- yeah, it does feel a little on the nose. I mean, I don't think we're at say if this is a 10 episode season, I feel like we're on 6. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would have I would have gone with seven or eight, but I'm in. I'm locked in on your six theory here. Oh, I think this is six. This is where the boring mech like mechanizations happen, where it's like right. so and so makes an alliance with so and so. Let's game of thronesify this shit. Okay. As two people that don't really watch it, let's wizard <laughs> this shit up. What could go wrong? All right. We start with the traumatic events of episode one, the election of two thousand sixteen. <laughs> yeah. That's how episode one ends with the yeah. election of Donald Trump. And like, oh you're like, holy shit. I didn't know. I thought this was just a show about like a terrible battle between these forces. But like he gets defeated and he wins. Holy fuck. This show is dark. So dark. Then uh, we go through the awful, terrible things of, you know, you know, everything that happened. Yeah. Uh, we see some of the early battles, the women's march. Then we see the rise of, you know, one of the the North's champ. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Well, Choo- you should, so, yeah, you've got your you've got your kind of moment of hope in the women's march, which is then matched by the rise of Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon, who immediately throw the um Muslim ban into the mix, right? So you suddenly, it's not just kind of one evil king, but you begin to see the kind of evil henchmen pulling the levers behind. You've got, uh, you know, we have our rise of our kind of mythical champion in Muller, who's like, no one sees him. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like episode, that's like episode four. Like there's like, yeah, there's a wizard we hear about in a cave. Oh, it's three, Dan. That's three for sure. Because if we're on six now, I think that's three. You know, just saying. There's right. literally there's literally a wall. Yeah. But it it too it is an imaginary wall. <laughs> but we have a wall, so it's, it's like a, the wall. an imaginary wall being imagined by the Mad King. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, okay, we're. I- oh, and we have a puppy. And we have a puppy. Do they have a puppy in Game of Thrones? Now she only fell asleep a half hour ago. That little that little peanut is going to fall back asleep. Mm, this I is what every new parent it. says. Look, I think she is. We're just going to give that a minute. Don't worry, everyone. If you hear noises, she is again in a palace of softness, surrounded <laughs> by a million toys, and she's very tired, and she needs to curl up in her giant snoofly bed of fleece and goodness that she likes to stick her entire face into and go fast asleep. She sometimes fusses a little bit. Anyway, I think we need to up it. Our, uh, I think we need to do 20 ups. All right. I think we need to do a full season. I don't, and I'm not making it 26. I'm making it 20 just for even I mean, episode one. Then Muller, may we put him in? I still we say we put him in very, very early. Episode four. I'm keeping him in episode four. All right. Because we have our mid-season kind of plot twist in the release of the port and everyone's like, "What now?" Yeah. It's our sweep sweep kind of thing. So this is like you're saying now we are like 
we're episode 11, 10. 10. We're right in the center right now. Right. We're about to kind of flip over to the, you know, what we've had a decisive battle. Yeah. But what, what did it do? Which way is it going to go? Yep. Also, we have a rise of our new fucked army of 2020 candidates. Oh, boy. Oh, no. And for our 2020 candidate coverage, we have, hey, Scott. Oh. What's up? It's Amy me. Carter Shoe. Hey. You have not been around for a while. That's right. I haven't been around for a while. Got to be quiet. I'm taking care of a puppy. <laughs> How is uh, Amy Carter Shoe? Yeah. Puppies tend to chew on shoes. I How are it. you putting up with it all? I'm all right with it. I don't fucking mind. I've just been watching these squirts. Squirts everywhere. 20. Yeah, you want to know what 2020 is? That's a number of squirts I see. <laughs> hey. Oh, game of squirts. I think we. Game of I think maybe we have to put Amy Carter's shoe away for a while because I'm not sure she's conducive to puppies. <laughs> Your life is insane. <laughs> oh my god. It's fine. Oh boy. Listen, Dan. That was a normal sentence. And I will get my job of creating and working with imaginary people done. <laughs> Listen, says Huvia, we're going back into the pen. Come on, everybody. Oh. <laughs> we're going back into the pen. Oh, you got getting... a half an hour of work done. Shut up. <laughs> Hi there. Everybody's coming to see you. Yes, my <laughs> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> we're going. Oh, we're all says Huvia's coming back into the pen. I know, my love. I know. We're okay. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody's coming in. Uncle Dan, everybody's here. Okay, where's Mr. Octopus? Oh, no, we got to move or I'll sit on you. Come on. There we go. Good girl. That's not a toy. This, this is. This had a flash to like. No, no, come over here. Friday of this week, and literally every single thing that you own is inside that pen with you in the pocket. <laughs> The other night, Oscar, I was like, last night, There's Oscar like came home and I was dishes. like, <laughs> like, get in the pen, get in the pen. <laughs> Everybody in the pen. We're going to turn off the play. <laughs> Got the play. No, 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 no. We don't play with that. Good girl. We play with squeaky hippo. That's right. Shut up. <laughs> Mr. Dinosaur. Yeah, Mr. Dinosaur. Mr. Rope, here we go. No, we don't chew the computer. We chew Mr. Switch. God damn it. Yeah, you want to be on a podcast? Oh, you are a good girl, aren't you? You, How are you awake again? How Did you hear Amy Carter Shoe talking about scrotes? Oh, you like Amy Carter Shoe. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dan, that this is Game of Scroats and... Hey, I mean, oh, no, don't close my computer. Oops. <laughs> I put my legs up and she slid down my legs like they were a slide into a pile of blankets. Put your foot in your mouth. There you go. I literally just to distract her, Dan, took her back foot and stuck it in her mouth. And now she's happily chewing her. And she's got her that whole big back puppy foot. She's got the whole goddamn thing in her mouth. Oh, now she's trying to eat her leg. I don't know what she's doing. Baby dog, don't eat your leg, you big goof. Um, Dan, so anyway, everything is fine here. And uh, seems, jo seems fine. Joe Biden uh, oh, has boy. announced his candidacy. Oh, no. You're just walking right into this, huh? I don't fucking care anymore, oh, Dan. I'll word. walk into anything. I'm not afraid of dick, Dan. Uh, can I, can I actually make a salient point for a second? Because this, this is something that occurred to me in thinking about just the sheer volume of people that are throwing their hat into the 2020 ring. And the fact that you have a very distracted Trump 
kind of trying to land punches on some of these folks, but doing a very like he is phoning it in, like calling Joe Biden Sleepy Joe is like that is he is scraping the bottom of the insult barrel there. That's kind of a fun name. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Nope. Like, I don't think of Joe Biden as being particularly sleepy. Oh, no, um, he's not sleepy. Yeah. So That's it's just part of like, the problem. Yeah. But um, but you have all of these folks and you have Trump kind of half ass throwing shit at them. But you don't have a central figure like we had in 2016. And the and the. And and as a result, the central focus is like on Fox News, a hundred percent, and in the sort of like right wingosphere, is entirely focused on a woman that isn't even running for president. Yep, it's great. You know, yeah. So you have AOC. Every all of the fire is directed towards her. Oh, also Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Well, sure. I mean, she is, yeah, th- 40 years of 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 her being a target. But it is just it is such an interesting thing because the big bad, as defined by the right wing, literally won't even be able to run for president for another six years. No, eight years. Right. Um, And so it's an interesting moment where. None of these folks have to defend themselves against Trump right now. Right. In large part, thanks to AOC being the like the big bad. And this is not a dynamic that we had in 16. And I'm very curious to see how it plays out. Like at some point they have to realize that they are making a real tactical error. But in the meantime... Well, yeah, they've got no one to they've got no one to aim their their big dumb weapon at. Right. Like they don't know who the front runner is going to be just the same as we don't. T- Trump is essentially a T-shirt cannon and you just have to know which way to point. him. <laughs> uh, let me I have looked into T-shirt cannon purchase and rental before, Maureen. <laughs> it's one of my real dreams to be able to shoot a T-shirt cannon. I rented a money blower once. Uh, one of the booths that you step inside? Yeah. What? Dan, oh, I didn't tell you about the money blower? No. Oh, Dan. So I used to run the lit track of LeakyCon and GeekyCon. Beautiful convention. Hello. Related to Pod X, where we'll be. Pod X. Oh, someone's on my shoulder. Are you climbing? Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> Fuck. She's are you on... climbing? Ow. Where are you going, babe? God. Are you? What are you doing? You gonna You're eat my not headphones? getting anything done in your Shut life up. for six months. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> Go, you want to kiss me? Oh, I want to kiss you too. Yes, I do. Oh, my, my headphones. Oh, my headphones. Oh, my headphones. Oh, oh, hi. Yeah, hi. Hi, honey. Hi. Are you helping me? Oh, thank you for the kiss. I loved it. But I got it. Okay, my headphones. My headphones. Oh God. Um. So anyway, I can do this. Um. There we go, girl. Yeah, so I was uh, I I organized that I had to organize these games, and I put together this very ill-conceived thing called the Lit Olympics, Dan, okay. which I made made various esteemed authors do various poorly thought out tasks, like uh, races that were supposed to be based in, that were like pick up crumpled pieces of your draft, and I don't know, it was terrible. But <laughs> in the end, I. I had a vision of getting them a money blower where they would have to. Anyway, Dan, I had a vision of a money blower is how this all begins. So yeah. I I got on my face. <laughs> you can't even get a single story out. Oh, my nose. No. Hi. So Dan, I went on a site where you can rent a money blower. And I was like, yeah. inflate. it was an inflatable um, slot machine. So, huh? yeah, it, it was in the form of an inflatable shot machine. That's what it looked wow. like. Wow. Oh, so it was like a bouncy castle right. slot machine right. with a phone booth-sized money blower inside. Oh, it was pretty big, Dan. Wow. And I rented it, and they're like, okay, it's on to your, your money blower's on the loading dock. Now, when you if you've ever run a con, Dan, yeah, 
it's like from the word go, every possible form of shit happens. And oh, the, yeah. the thing that you've been planning for a month or months, you know, six months. <laughs> I like a year. that you're inside the pen with the puppy right now mm-hmm. and the puppy's freaking the fuck out. Well, she just wants to get out. She's got exploring <laughs> to do. She's not freaking out. She's wagging her tail, but she's like, she knows that outside. She's are, ready. She's like, why aren't we? Oh, I have word. stuff to look at. I have. Hey. Can we talk? Come here. <laughs> Baby dog, can we talk for a second? I'm trying to tell a story about a money blower. It's an illustrative point, my love, about how a lack of control. I know that you wouldn't understand that. Well, she's listening, though. She's curled back up. I told you she would. So, anyway, Dan, I was talking about a money blower. This On thing, the loading dock. So, I had been running... All day long. So now it's midnight. And I'm told that the money blower is down on the loading dock. It's the night before the con. And we, you know, we've we uh, all our guests are coming in. And so I go down the loading dock. And this thing is in two giant cases that weigh <laughs> probably 500 pounds. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're on yeah. a they're on a big dolly mover, like one yeah. of those big industrial then ones. Like on a pallet. And a pallet mover. They're on a pet, like, yeah, or even, yeah. So I am in a dress, like a formal dress, <laughs> walk, like slurking along through the back alleys of this convention center because all my volunteers are doing other things and it's oh, midnight. And I'm pushing this 500 pounds of money blower into the, <laughs> up into this freight elevator and into the room where it needs to go. And I open it and it's just like, Pounds and pounds, like it's massive. I look around for instructions. There are none. There's a pump, no tube, like a bunch of weird tubes that don't seem to connect to anything. And this was my favorite part a wet rag. Just a wet rag, Dan. Just a rag. Still wet. Don't know where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) So I try to take this thing out. It's much heavier than I am. I'm dragging the thing out. I pull out the, I get, finally get some people to come help me. You know, they, they run to my rescue and we all pull the thing out. Then I, they go back to what they were doing. Again, it's midnight. And I plug the engine in and I hook it up and I cannot get it to inflate. It goes up halfway. It comes down. It starts sort of spiraling. I begin to cry because I am overtired. <laughs> and I'm alone in a giant conference room knowing that I have a full day of programming that I have planned tomorrow and that I have to be in and all these guests that I'm in charge of. And I am alone like a maniac trying to inflate a money blower by myself (laughs) on the floor of a conference room. And I'm so exhausted that, yes, that drove me. I was just started crying. Anyway, (laughs) we did eventually get it open and we did lock people in there including Anthony Rapp from the star of the musical Rent. <laughs> Dan, what I'm saying is... I don't remember where this story started. Dan, I'm just saying sometimes you just... I'm saying that we're in episode 10, Dan, and it's 2020, and uh, you have to know where to land your punches, and sometimes you get a puppy and you rent a money blower, Dan. It just happens. These are things that just happen, Dan. But I will say... That someone did predict some of these. Hello, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Dinosaur, Mr. Dinosaur, Mr. Dinosaur. Someone predicted Mr. Dinosaur. And that was Steve Bannon. Now, do you remember back in, what was it? No. Last February, was it, that we read Fire and Fury? Yeah, that was last year. That the, was, sto- that was, yeah. the story in which a reporter apparently dressed himself like a potted plant and walked around the White House and just everyone told him everything. Yeah. It was the first time we got to see the real shit. And the best part of that book was for sure what we refer to as the cocaine freakout moment. <laughs> now, we don't know that. I don't, we don't actually believe cocaine was involved. But it's this kind of long. It's like the part in the Shakespeare play where the villain does a long soliloquy yeah. about villainy and the nature yeah. of villainy. By the way, just curled up in bed. All, that's all I'm saying. Just curled up in bed. All right, we've got a good 45 seconds. Let's do this. Shut your dumb bearded face. (laughs) How dare you? You're wasting time, Maureen. Go. 
How dare you? Just How go. dare you, sir? You're on puppy time now, Maureen. It's all borrowed time. All right. I was going to say something, but then the puppy looked at me and I got nervous about saying anything. <laughs> oh, boy. Back Bannon. In, Bannon was... So there's this magnificent part where the author is in Steve Bannon's apartment, which is above like a McDonald's or something. Like he lives in some weird apartment. Yeah. And him and another guy and the author are sitting around in his weird apartment and they've ordered Chinese food. And it was the day that Trump hired Scaramucci and Bannon just loses his mind. This is the thing that just tips him over and he cannot take it. (laughs) And he just begins to talk and he talks nonstop for what turns into something like a 12 page quote in the book. It's just a, a rambling giant monologue that I have never forgotten. (laughs) Cause last night when the Deutsche bank news came Mm -hmm. you dm'd me and you were like remember bannon's thing about deutsche bank in the fire and the fury and i was like i surely do not (laughs) i've been thinking i've been thinking about that since i read it (laughs) because i feel like i was like this is the villain telling us how this goes or the evil lieutenant to the villain who's like i will tell him what will take down the evil villain and uh so he gives i am just uh i've i've taken out just a few short passages of his quotes. And here's what he said. It was clear what Mueller and his team were going, where Mueller and his team were going, said Bannon. They would trace a money trail through Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, Michael Cohen, and Jared Kushner and roll one or all of them on the president. Quote, Whoa. quote, you realize where this is going, Bannon continued. This is all about money laundering. Mueller chose Weissman first, and he is a money laundering guy. Their path to fucking Trump goes right through Paul Manafort, Don Jr., and Jared Kushner. It's as plain as the hair on your face. It goes through Deutsche Bank and all the Kushner shit. The Kushner shit is greasy. They're going to go right through that. They're going to roll up those two guys and say, play me or trade me. But, quote, executive privilege, Bannon Bannon mimicked. We've got executive privilege. There is no executive privilege. We proved that in Watergate. An expressive man, Bannon seemed to have suddenly exhausted himself. After a pause, he added wearily, they're sitting on a beach trying to stop a Category 5. Put it right into my veins, Maureen. Yeah. I don't want him to be a correct oracle by any means, but Jesus. I mean, he's not a good man, but he does have, I mean... You can be evil and be correct. Yeah. And um, and that's the trouble is that the evil often are correct in that they assess certain situations. And, you know, yeah. you can take the set of facts and act upon them as you will. Um, so the the Deutsche Bank stuff has been float Like it rises, it bobs on the tide. It occasionally you see a fin in the water. Do, 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 yeah. do, Deutsche Bank. And ever since I've read this thing about Bannon, he's always like, it goes through Deutsche Bank. It's all about money laundering. It goes through Deutsche Bank. I've been waiting for the Deutsche Bank chip to fall. And here it is. And now, when this news came through last night, and again, we were trying to put a puppy to bed, and we were both a little tired. But I turned (laughs) to Oscar and kind of mumbled, the subpoena Deutsche Bank. And I read about how they're trying to block the subpoena. Yeah. And Oscar just looked at me and went, can you do that? And I said, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you can. I don't know. That's they what I said. S- they have cited case law that uh, every legal person that I follow seems to say does not say the thing that they think it says. Uh, Yeah, I don't. Uh, oh, I'm still playing the plunky, plunky, yeah, uh, relaxing are. music. Very calming. Should I just keep it, it on? Nice, it was a nice counterpoint to Bannon's rant. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just going to turn this off for a second. <laughs> also, I will say that the album this comes from is called Lie Down and Relax, Pet Music Academy. And it- <laughs> what? 
And it appears to be a picture of a dog dressed as a bishop hiding inside of an old timey <laughs> radio, but that can't be right. So <laughs> this is calming music specifically for pets. Mm-hmm. Man, you yeah. know, there's a Trump that's like, how did we not get into that scam? Mm hmm. Yeah. There's many albums of pet calming music. <laughs> Puts them to sleep. It's very different than human calming music, I'm sure. Well, they also rearrange certain oh, classical pieces my. to be sure. played in certain keys that apparently I don't know we used to put it on Zelda, and she'd be asleep within about five minutes it's called through a dog's ear <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm trapped in your like fucking fever dream right now Damn. Says who is made possible by you. Wait, I wasn't done talking about politics. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Is this a good podcast? <laughs> this, is a, this is an award winner. Is it? Do people like this? <laughs> just, just finish your thought, Maureen. I was just going to say that I don't know if they can do this. And also, according to CNN Live right now, House Speaker Pelosi and Senator Schumer speak outside of White House after Trump meeting. Oh, good. Did they just have a meeting? Because the last one was pretty funny. <sighs> the last one, he said all the quiet parts out loud. Yeah, weird. I don't know. I guess I'm we'll sure find out. I'm sure it was great. Sure, it was just fine. Anyway, says who was made possible by you? Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. You can give for a buck. You can give for five and get bonus episodes. You can give for 10 and get a wedgie, the wedge salad pin. All of it helps us make this quality podcast happen. Uh, go to patreon.com slash says who and support. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. We got to keep talking. The, She's asleep. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Dan... By the, bleh. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Puppy sleeping. We got to continue. Puppy loves a podcast. <laughs> well, we still have to record the whole opening. Listen, Dan, you should see the way she's... <coughs> Puppy beds are so soft and they've got these big Dude, kind of... You are wasting precious time. She will be awake in moments. Dude, I can't move from the... I'm in the pen. <laughs> Want to see us live? Want to be in a pen? We will be at Pod X in Nashville, May 31st through June 2nd. We you know will what? be doing a live episode of Says Who. You know what, Dan? What? This folding puppy pen is very portable, which is a good tongue twister. Um, the folding puppy folding pu the folding puppy pen is very port the folding puppy pen is very portable. So why don't I bring it to Podex? The folding puppy pen is very portable, so I'll bring it to Podex. And I then I'll it. just pop it open and then You'll do from in. You'll do yeah. it from inside. Yeah. <sighs> just get in there. There you go. Come see the puppy pen at Podex. May 31st through June 2nd, you can get your tickets at podx.com slash says who. We should create a Patreon level where if you are at a certain level, you can get in the puppy pen. You know, Spread I could, the word. I could write the book in here, Dan. I could write the book in here. You could. Am you I will. Gonna, am I going to end up writing a book inside of a puppy pen? Yes. 100% Yes. Uh, if you are in Chicago, May 16th, come to the book release party for Arte Agora, a book about street art in Chicago that I wrote the foreword to and will be doing some reading and talking at. Go to Arte, that is A-R-T-E, Agora, A-G-O-R-A dot com for more info. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because that stuff helps get the true excellence that is 
the podcast you just heard into other people's ears as well. And may I also take a moment because uh, thank you to Colin, Main Street Mogul Colin, who helps make this podcast possible. And Colin gives his money and advertises on the show and he gives it to a good cause because that's the kind of people Colin is. He says he would like me to uh, talk about the Accio, the uh, Harry Potter Alliance's Accio Books Drive, which is at accobooks.org, A-C-C-I-O-B-O-O-K-S.org. And this is a drive to fund and create a library for a community in need. And I have worked in this before. Uh, this is its 10th year. Uh, they're hoping this year to su- surpass 400,000 books donated around the world, supporting 70 liter- literacy organizations. Um, it's, uh, they, uh, they partner with reading is fundamental. And the whole thing is you help donate and get books to, um, uh, communities that need them. Literally in some cases they've stocked an entire library. Wow. Yeah. So you can, if you go to, uh, the Harry Potter Alliance, HPA, uh, Accio books, um, you, there's a, there's a website. It gives all the information on how you can support it, how you can attend an event. You could com- become a prefect. You can win the house cup with for your house by get, helping your house donate the most books. Um, it's so where the books are going to go this year. Uh, they are going to uh, the book fairs, which will give their books away at the community book fair, and they're going to host 120 teachers at their warehouse, where teachers from low income schools will choose books to bring to their students to take home for summer reading programs. Doesn't get better than that. That is a good time. And there's that's only one. Sorry, that's only one of the places. What? Yeah, there's they're going to New York. There's going to Bernie's Book Bank in Chicago. They're going to the San Ardo Elementary School in California. Uh, I mean, there's also a oh, it there, it goes on and on and on. They help donate books to Books for Africa, Little Free Libraries, your local friends of the library, domestic violence shelters, homeless shelters, and books through bars programs. Wow. Yeah. This this shit is for real. Accio Books, A C C I O B O O K S dot org, or you can look up the HPA, the Harry Potter Alliance, and you will go to that site. And I have been a team captain. I was a Ravenclaw team captain one year, maybe two years, to help raise books for the drive. Um, it's really great. So thank you, Colin. Wow, thanks, yeah. Colin. Yeah, it's great. And you can become a member of the Main Street Mogul and get more into live read and ad for you by going to patreon.com slash says who and joining up. You can, speaking of joining, you can join us next week, May 8th, for our next episode. I'm sure the puppy will be chill by then. Dan, I I don't know where this is coming from. (laughs) It'll be fine. Do you think I'll be able to shower after this? No. All right. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. From inside the puppy pen, I'm Maureen Johnson. (laughs) Hey, you. (laughs) Says Ben, says who? She is an excellent puppy. She's so asleep right now. Who needs to do anything else? I am. I'm going to finish. Dan, I have to finish this book. I don't think you understand. Oh, I understand. People people raise puppy and do their jobs. No, they don't. Yes, they do. The people that raise puppies for their job. Dan. Um, <clears throat> I, oh, God, I got nothing. <laughs> I was trying to make words and I couldn't. (laughs) 